0: you're listening to the sauropod and i'm shrish
1: Malang. and i'm katherine sherlock
2: and i'm justin Zeppa,
1: and this is the snooze. snooze
2: this is the snooze sauropod news and now here's the latest from yesterday
1: Reporting to you live via recording from several centralized locations to be named later. It's Surapod News. We now send you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zepper.
2: Thank you, Catherine, Catherine Sterlock. Welcome to the program, Catherine. You're over there. Hi, thank you very much. You're over there thrilled having... Thrilled to be here. Oof, we're thrilled to have you, of course. I mean, it's not a show without you. Okay, so we are doing this. Catherine, it's nice to see that you are still alive. Congratulations. And you Why, seem to be... thank you very much. You seem to be in great spirits slash drinking many great spirits. What are you drinking, drinking over heavily, there? yes. You are drinking what you refer to. <laughs> you refer to yourself as a classic 90s tart. Can you please explain yes. what a, <laughs> a 90s tart drinks? Well,
1: th- this this goes back to my my heavy clubbing days. Uh, oh, shit. I discovered <laughs> I discovered drinking, uh, and because you know my palate was not de- well developed, it had to be <laughs> something sweet. So uh, that basically. Uh, the only drink I could tolerate was uh, Malibu and Coke. Oh. So there we go. <laughs>
2: oh, man. And it's hitting the spot so right now, That's your, your
1: classic 90s. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I and was a 90s top. Were, so there we go. Oh,
2: you were bringing that flavor <laughs> loud and clear. And we, me, and this other person I will introduce in a moment, and the listening audience, <laughs> we are loving it. Every drop of it. So keep bringing it. <laughs> Meanwhile, over there, handling her knitting like she's Nana... Trishman hey. Nike! Hey! Still alive. Not, Congrats. Not like a
0: nana, like an awesome, cool knitter. We're going to come up with a term for this.
2: A, but okay. not a nana.
0: Not a nana. Knitting is no, in, yeah. okay. folks. It's cool. It's cool.
2: It's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the snooze. This is what? Week five, week six of quarantine, something like that. Who knows when the, the folks at home we even hear count. it? But at this yeah, point, yeah, yeah. this is just the, Months. <laughs> the new normal. And I'm glad to see that there is not uh, a crazy glint in anyone's eyes, like beyond the normal anyway. Yeah, okay, Um, okay, I was going to say. There's a dash of Malibu over in Catherine's uh, (laughs) quadrant of the screen. But otherwise, everybody (laughs) seems to be in good health. Shrishma, where's the bed right now? Just uh, the folks at home need to know. (laughs)
0: The bed's bed's still in the bedroom. Oh,
2: congratulations.
0: We've We've, we've successfully (laughs) kept it in the bedroom. Are
2: you doing this from the bed at this point?
0: This at this right this at this current moment I'm very uh comfortably in my bed. Uh, okay, I didn't have to get out of bed for this one, guys. This so. is <laughs> <It's> great.
2: <laughs> High energy over there from your corner, great, though. great. I love it. I love it, guys. the The world needs to know because they're all in the same boat. They're just not doing as many podcasts as we are, but we have to do a TV party update. We talked about it a lot, la- a lot the last time. And we just need, I mean, things haven't really changed. The situation is much the same. Um, Catherine, we were getting caught up before the show, and it sounds like your life hasn't changed at all. You are out and about. You're having cakes, taking walks, going shopping. I don't know what, where you even live? What? Right, have you traveled two, through two time? Meters, two or? meters
1: apart. Two meters apart. Two meters yes. apart. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes.
2: But have you been, okay, so right off the top, we have to say, uh-huh. we're going to talk about Tiger King. So, yeah. folks at home, listening audience, we are going to be talking about it. It's going to come a little bit deeper in the show when we get to Shrishma's portion, Hot Snakes. Of course, it's sweeping the globe. Uh, I think everybody loved Hot Snakes.
0: Oh, yes. And she's and got. Coming with Hot Tigers this time. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: I practiced that one,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it worked. Lock
1: tiger snakes. Well worth Lock it. Tigers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that's just a tease. That's what we call a tease, folks. So we're gonna we're gonna get you listening through the rest of the the rest of the show. Oh, we have one more bit of old business. Uh, I haven't checked, but I have to imagine that this summer's concert series is going to be impacted by the current goings on, right? I don't know if TLC is coming over here anymore. Do we know if Solstice is still on?
1: I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. I doubt it.
2: I just, I mean. But I, I
0: feel like, I feel like, like, as soon as there's like a little bit of a green light in Iceland, everything's just going to be back on. Like,
2: gonna, we know? are so borderline there already. Like, when the sun <laughs> is out. Like, <laughs> like, I go for a walk every day, right? Down by the seaside. Uh, Everybody's out there, man. Everybody's yeah. Out, It's. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are yeah. done with this. Um Yeah. But anyway, so I yes. don't I don't know how that's gonna yeah. impact us getting TLC on this program to talk about how great TLC is. So I don't know.
0: But we can still we can call them on video chat, so you know. Oh,
2: even, even better. Even yeah. better. I should uh reach out to them because they haven't reached out to us yet. So maybe yeah, okay. maybe we, we need to be make the first move. Follow up. Yeah. 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 But all right you guys, are you ready to do some snooze? We got a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of great items here that The world needs to know. I know there's a pandemic going on, but the snooze carries on whether or not we like it or can pay attention to it. And that's why we're going to highlight it. So, Catherine Sherlock, what is Mm -hmm. the first snooze topic of the evening?
1: File under snooze dossier type, heists, art, and otherwise. Wow.
2: Okay, so the snooze rolls on and... As further proof of that, this is from just last week, I believe, or a week and a half ago. This is March 30th, Dateline. Hmm. Artnet.news. Wait, no. News.artnet.com reporting. Opportunistic thieves just stole a prized Van Gogh landscape from a locked down Dutch museum under cover of night. Okay. Yeah, I,
1: mean, yeah, I heard this.
2: You've heard this. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're plugged into the snooze pipeline. If anybody is, this is great. Well, shoot, you <laughs> tell me. What
1: do you? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. The, I don't know this level of detail. You don't. Are
2: the, you are the ins and outs? Okay, okay, got gotcha. you. Uh, I yeah. No,
1: I just knew it happened.
2: Okay, so this is outrageous. This is truly outrageous. Just like the cartoon show Jim. Uh, thieves have taken advantage of the distraction provided by the public health situation to steal a prized Vincent van Gogh painting from a museum in the Netherlands. Under cover of darkness, the bandits targeted the Singer Laren Museum in Laren, east of Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Strisma, you've probably seen this, right? You you hey. walked by there, right?
1: Oh, the Van Gogh Museum.
2: Uh, well, you know, no, the,
1: no, 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 not the Van Gogh Museum. No,
2: Singer Laren Museum. You probably saw it in the background when probably. you were.
1: Yeah, I must have walked by. It. I'm
2: sure you walked by. You are a museum walker, walker by. Walking if by I've ever, yeah. I
0: appreciate it from the outside. You
2: love it. We can't get you in there, but we can't get you away from the outside either. Uh, <laughs> so, it was the Dutch Masters, the Parsonage Garden at Noonan in spring from 1884 oh. while the institution was closed to the public. I will show you, let me just show you the, uh, the work. In question here, uh-huh. not really yes. what you would think of. It must be uh, earlier. No,
1: that's kind of, kind of an early work, I would say.
2: Okay, yeah, because it's uh, no,
1: well, that is an early work. Sorry, it is.
2: It strikes me as impressionistic, but only slightly. It's pretty. Uh, mm. It's it veers more towards realism than anything else. But I'm curious, it's still probably worth probably a couple hundred bucks. I would imagine at least. Yeah, at least, I'm a ex- couple hundred. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just being a... Yeah, no, oh. just just making light of it all. It's probably a little bit more than that. Thousands even.
0: You know, but I want to say, like, I don't know anything about art, right? Uh, like, not about like the painters or anything. But the one artist that I knew, know about is Van Gogh. Because when we were, oh. like, in primary school, like, our year four, four teacher or whatever, yeah. she made us paint... Uh, one of those Van Gogh paintings,
2: like a Starry Starry Night, or uh... I
0: think it was the Sunflowers one.
2: Oh, okay. And,
0: uh, mine was hideous, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew all about Van Gogh.
2: Okay, so do you okay. do you have anything you can share with us? Because I don't have. Uh, I'm not like uh, like I, I like his stuff, but I don't. I don't really know the story necessarily.
0: No, I only know that like his art became famous after he died, and then yes. like he
1: cut off his ear. Yes. Yeah. That's so, I, that's I can give you list. some facts.
2: <laughs> oh, you got some facts. <laughs> okay, Catherine Sherlock coming in.
1: He actually only painted for eight years.
2: Yeah. But he did a ton, he right? in
1: his late <laughs> 20s. Yeah. And uh, he was dead by mid-30s. hmm uh, um, and he painted something like over five hundred canvases or eight hundred canvases. It was something ridiculous.
2: Okay, just poured out of him then.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And they are astonishing. I've been fortunate enough to see many over the years during the travels, and uh, they're beautiful.
1: Yeah, I did go to the uh, the Van Gogh Museum in um, uh, Amsterdam, and. When I actually stood in front of one of the the sunflowers, mm-hmm. um, I got slightly emotional. Yeah,
2: um, I'm sure because
1: I mean, it, it, I mean, the whole museum, you know, it walks you through his life. So you know, obviously, it's very tragic, mm-hmm. uh, and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was just unbelievable works really the colors the textures yes. yeah it's just yes. unbelievable
2: and so we can understand the museum director's response to this theft then which is i'm extremely yeah. pissed off that this happened <laughs> the museum's director ian rudolph de said at a press conference on monday this is a huge blow this is extremely difficult especially in these times and he is not overstating that at all what a bunch of a-holes. I know we kind of, we celebrate the art thieves and their their, their own creativity. <laughs> we give them a platform here on the news. One of the few uh, news outlets that does do that, and we pride ourselves <laughs> in that, but this seems a bit much, even for us. We will come out and say, the break-in at the museum happened in the early hours of Monday morning at around 3.15 a.m. The thieves smashed a large glass door at the front of the museum to access the building. So, we got vandalism lumped in here, too. This is quite uh, a dossier of crime we are assembling here. Police reached the scene after the museum's alarm was triggered, but the perpetrators had vanished by the time they arrived, according to a statement from the local authorities. Well, that's just smart on the perpetrators' part. I mean, you want to get out of there. You don't want to linger. You don't want to have a browse and meander through the galleries when you're stealing something. You got to get in and out, right? Right? Shrishma, I'm looking at you.
1: (laughs) Someone is concentrating on their knitting.
2: I know. Somebody's knitting during the podcast. (laughs) This is unbelievable. I'm going to put you on a buzzer when I see you lose attention. (laughs) Usually what happens is Shrishma kind of... There comes a point during every recording session where Shrishma ends up engrossed heavily in whatever's happening on her phone. And th- at this point. In front of me. Right. And the, <laughs> the phone is in use right now for this recording purposes. So she's gone right into the knitting.
0: Knitting syndrome. Dude, I went down a rabbit hole of tunnel, but, uh, of knitting. But um, back to these robbers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we'll ignore your crime against podcasting. Um, Sorry. Go back to your your uh, wristband. I'm here, guys. I'm okay. here. Yeah, we know. We know. Um, to add insult to injury, the painting does not even belong to the museum. This is outrageous. It was on loan from the Groninger Museum in Groningen in the Netherlands, according to the police.
0: Oh, okay. So I were, feel like I definitely walked by that one.
2: The Groningen? The Groninger? Yeah. Okay. And Quite Catherine, it sounds like this is ringing a bell for you as well. The Groninger? Mm-hmm. hmm Not your favorite of the... Okay. Uh It was painted when Van Gogh was living in Neunen, where his father was a pastor between 1883 and 1885, and depicts the ruins of the village church, which the artist could see from his father's house. The date of the theft also happens to be the artist's birthday. He was born on March 30th, 1853. Connection? Or coincidence. Mm. You decide. You know what's.
0: You know what's really funny is like in the middle of all this pandemic shit, these guys want to go steal stuff, as if stuff's not. Because it wasn't this a week ago.
2: Yeah, this is a week week and a half. March thirtieth. Yeah. yeah. So, but we always talk about how the. We, we end up praising their initiative, usually. You know, the guys, remember the guys with the trench coat and the, uh, I think I invented the trench coat, but the guys with the 3D the, camera, right? When T V statue. <laughs> yeah. Sneaking yeah. around, you know, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And it's kind of sticking it to the man, the Berlin Museum man. Mm. Um, but that, yes, correct. This seems to be even, I mean, presumably...
0: Robber, rob, some robber ethics, you know? Like, when the pandemic is... I guess a pandemic would be a time where robbers thrive. I don't know what the code is here.
2: I guess so you... What about what about the the thieves' well being though? So depending on how large this painting is, and depending on how many of them there were, let's say two, right? Like one for okay. each side of the painting. Is okay. that painting six feet long? I mean, are they practicing adequate social distancing? Social as distancing has been recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise, uh, their lungs may be in for They're, a world of that, trouble. That
0: that crime dossier just got bigger, Justin. It did. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Hmm. <laughs> this is a crime against common sense at this point. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, but what
0: are they going to do? Like, what do you think they would like by stealing it? You think they'll sell it somewhere?
2: D- this is a great question. And maybe this is one we should be exploring in future episodes because what, how does the fence system work? Like you have a fence, right? Where you, right. the fence as the guy who knows the person who mm-hmm. will pay the money to take the thing that you are offering th- them through the fence. So who would do a Van Gogh? I mean, everybody's aware of it it's not like
1: Uh, it sounds like it was maybe stolen on demand you know someone wanted it special
2: order okay so we are thinking all right obviously there must be some money involved so wealthy people right a wealthy person this is not somebody who's exclusively i mean hey we all love art we're not bursting into museums and uh stealing their paintings right it's uh-huh. just not not done so there's got to be a little a kicker some kind of monetary reason why one would do this
0: maybe it was to get back at the museum guy maybe it was personal oh, you think, personal
1: vendetta this is shit.
2: this is vengeance a revenge yeah. against the singer Lera museum well,
1: yeah I'm wondering if it's like uh, writing a perceived wrong or something I don't know because of the the date Is significant, I think, with it being his birthday or something.
2: And this kind of harkens back to when we were talking about the Mona Lisa theft and how they thought that they were, the thieves were Italians, stealing it back from France to go home to Italy Hmm. or something like that. Maybe it's a nationalist thing. Maybe, was Van Gogh French? Is that correct? Mm -mm. Am I making that up? I guess he's Dutch. He was Dutch?
0: I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where the museum is.
2: And you, you were walking right outside of there, so you, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right, so maybe it's not that, but maybe it's, uh, m- maybe it's diehard Groninger Museum f- fanatics who are like, this belongs here, it stays here. Maybe the Groningers should check their mail slot. Maybe it's been rolled up and pushed through there. Like this is where it belongs. We've made a statement.
0: If the art world is as ruthless as the tiger world or the big cat world,
2: oh. then we
1: know that anything is possible. <laughs>
2: That's true. That's true. I think
1: it may be more so, but anyway. <laughs> is, the, is
2: there a chance that a tiger is digesting said Van Gogh at this point? Is Carol Baskin involved? It's just a question. Has anybody seen Carol Baskin I think she, she's lately? She's involved in everything. I think I mean, she is. Right? <laughs> like, Hey, cool cats and kittens! Got me a Van Gogh the other day. Um, oh man! Yeah, wait for it, wait for it,
0: wait for it.
2: <laughs> well, it it won't surprise you to learn that the Groninger Museum is shocked by the news. The museum said in a statement. <laughs> A spokesperson declined to comment further, citing the police investigation. And yeah, I, I can I can see that. I mean, if you're that museum, you have to be kind of like, like right now, of all the times, you're going to do this right now. It's just not very classy. And I I like to think of my art thieves, like like my jewel thieves, as classy people wearing <laughs> yeah, tuxedos yeah, yeah. Like and the, the, the pink pants. Up. Exactly, yeah. leaving the monogrammed satin glove behind. And David Niven, right? I, all of these people Absolutely. are David Niven in my mind's yes. eye. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, police have launched a criminal investigation and are reviewing security footage and questioning local residents. They have also launched a broader appeal for information and are requesting any security footage. Okay, so on and so forth. It is unclear whether anything else was stolen from the Singer-Laren's 3,000-piece collection. The museum was established in 19. 19- okay. And uh, so on and so forth. So we've got that going on. And wow, what a world. Thoughts, anybody? No, it's yeah. just... <laughs> where, where would you look? Shrishma, you're in charge of this investigation. You are an officer of the law. Where are you checking first?
0: I would look at some personal connections.
2: You suspect in the, like, like an inside whole,
0: job. Yeah, like something like that. There, like maybe like someone had some grudge or something about the painting had, because it's not like a regular painting. Like it's not like one of his more famous works or anything. So there must be something about that specific painting potentially.
2: Um, Could this possibly be some sort of Dan Brown's Van Gogh code sort of thing? Like maybe there are clues hidden within the image itself, the tableau. Where uh maybe. we are gonna find out about the gentleman. I think it's like a, a fella in here wearing a hat. Uh he seems to be on a path behind a fence. Maybe this is maybe this is holy grail related. That's what I'm going with. I mean we I still dig it as far as I know. And you might have to dig for it. Exactly, Shishma. You might we don't we're not <laughs> sure where it is. That's the entire point. But at the end of this journey, once you've analyzed this Uh, Painting and found the clues And followed them and everything You might do some digging That's true That's just fact We can list that (laughs) down Um, Put it in the dossier So Anyway Sad times over in the art world But meanwhile Catherine Sherlock What is our next
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Topic for the evening
1: under News dossier type Egypt Ancient and otherwise.
2: <laughs> a personal favorite for me. This one, <laughs> this snooze item. Hey, what
0: happened to our field trip to Egypt, man? You promised us.
2: Mm. Well, there are all these travel restrictions in place now, but we are going. We have to go, right?
0: Yeah, as soon as it's possible.
2: Those rooms are affordable. We can get them right next to the plateau. We can have <laughs> balconies in our rooms that overlook the Sphinx enclosure and all that. Hell, it will be yeah. a great time.
0: Camelot! rides. Camel rides, all of it.
2: Do you, if, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? If you're going to you go, anti-camel? do the full Egypt. What's that?
0: Are you anti-camel?
2: No, no. They're just, uh, I, I understand them to be rather cantankerous, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're sort of, Um, they don't appreciate it when you're riding around on them. But I could be wrong. I mean, they've been doing it for millennia. So the hell do yeah. I know? But
0: I feel like they might have more, I don't know. I don't like to say. It, but like I think like there's well-behaved ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> domesticated domesticated dromedaries. Yeah, domesticated. Okay. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Dateline. Six days ago. This is what? relatively fresh Snooze, but it's still. By the time this comes out, Catherine, there's going to be there's a buffer. There's a buffer week at least. Okay. Uh, LiveScience.com reporting, courtesy of Owen Jarris, who is a Live Science contributor. Woman seeks man in an ancient Egyptian erotic binding spell. See that is worth the freshness right there.
0: Can you can you repeat?
2: Yeah, I think you do gonna I was need gonna that repeated. Say, can you repeat that? Woman's <laughs> woman seeks man in an ancient Egyptian erotic binding spell. The spell called. So is she? <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Explain.
2: All right. Sorry. The the spell, and then we have a subtitle here. The spell called upon a ghost to drive a man mad with desire. So, we've got, this is mixing in so many different of our categories. This could easily fall into ghosts. This could fall into romance. You know, there could be gold shirts involved. We're not sure where (laughs) this is going. We're going to stick, we'll we'll keep it in the Egypt dossier. Scholars are translating a 1,800-year-old Egyptian papyrus describing what scholars call an erotic binding spell, in which a woman named Taramaway tries to attract a man named Cephalus. On the papyrus, a drawing shows the Egyptian jackal-headed god Anubis, classic Egyptian god, uh, shooting an arrow into Cephalus, who is depicted nude. So, Sherlock, I see your ears are perking up. You, you, if anybody <laughs> loves, uh, crazy boobies and dongs hanging all over the place, I know it's you. Hey. The, ba- <laughs> <laughs> the bawdiest of us all. Uh, <laughs> the arrow Anubis shoots is intended to inflame Kefalus's lust for Taramawai, researchers say. So, what we're talking about here, I will show you this. And I gotta tell you, it, it looks like a third grader drew this. Uh, binding spell,
0: but that's okay, a really well that kept uh, yeah, 18,
2: artifact. Eighteen hundred years? Yeah, not, not considering
1: too bad. it's yeah, virus. It's that's a, kept really well.
2: Yeah, but the uh, the image itself is a little doodly. I feel like. Okay. I feel it's sort of like idly done. Have you just fully reclined at this point, Srishma? Okay, all right, just checking in. <laughs> <laughs> this my comfortable best. You gotta be. The the spell is written in Demotic, an Egyptian script, and calls upon a ghost, the noble spirit of the man of the necropolis, city of the dead, to find Cephalus and give to him anxiety at midday, evening, and at all time until Cephalus seeks to ram away in lustful desire with, quote, his male organs pursuing her female organs, unquote. That I'm is raising what?
0: my hand because I have a
1: uh, <laughs> Serious. Disembodied? Disembodied parts? I don't... What? That mm- made it sound like they were running around on their own. Like they just...
2: This is not a detachable... Out, like,
1: parts and then they're just the- like <laughs> running around the sofa or something.
2: That's how they do it in, <laughs> in ancient Egypt.
1: No, no, wait. Does anybody
0: else have that image? I mean... <laughs>
2: Now I do. <laughs> I do <laughs> 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 um, No,
0: but how they like they get, all get back of- <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? How did they what? <laughs> how did they get all of that from those torn pieces of paper?
2: Uh well, so there it's a uh, uh, I like think like that drinking. <laughs> so it looks like like <laughs> yeah they were having some malibu having a great time it looks like there was a second sheet of paper or papyrus that was possibly stapled onto the back that explains in demotic what what's going on
0: okay cuz
2: uh, that's still a broken piece of paper well okay so but let me let me reread the quoted parts cuz okay. they've they've translated it so quote noble spirit of the man of the necropolis unquote quote give to him anxiety at midday evening and at all time unquote quote
1: anxiety
2: yeah like uh mm. like like butterflies in your tummy Egyptian style right so Ooh. camels ticky, in your ticky. tummy
1: I, I, know. I really wondered where you were gonna go there
2: <laughs> crocodiles. <laughs> and your tummy <laughs> quote his male organs pursuing her female organs unquote
0: there they go um,
2: yeah exactly the the uh the male organs yeah they've got like a mallet they're chasing them around and the lady organs are wearing uh like white cartoon gloves like bugs bunny or something
1: Someone's running around with a frying pan yeah, yeah, yeah
2: The lady organs have a, a bow on top Like a to, <laughs> Alright his, his, This is a quote now that His emphasized penis and scrotum Surely are intentional as the Male organs She specifically wants to pursue her Said Robert Rittner, an Egyptology professor At the University of Chicago Who is translating the spell So Robert Rittner Big up to UFC by the way he there is no doubt in Robert's mind, Mr Dr. Rittner's mind, that we are talking cock and balls, running around, chasing with a big mallet. It's it's the same it's we are spot on, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think there's any danger that like as he's translating it, he's gonna cast it and then have <laughs> oh. <laughs> disembodied wow. cocks and balls chasing him around? That's
2: a great what if his That's a good question. Yeah, what if his take off? What would you... Yeah! <laughs> Boy, that would be a surprise, wouldn't it? That's not your typical day at the office, yeah. at the lab.
1: I, I, I think we'd all just carry on, right?
2: Th- <laughs> yeah, until they're done doing what they're, gonna, they're yeah. doing. Yeah, just, yeah, Um just living hope. The spell makes astronomical allusions <laughs> at one point, calling upon Cephalus to traverse Ursa Major, a constellation that never sets below the horizon, until he is, quote, wandering after Taramaway, while there is no other woman on earth whom he desires as he madly pursues her, unquote. So this implies that it's just, he's just being led in traditional male fashion by his second brain is making the decisions for him.
1: Well, um, his main brain. Yeah. Let's face it. Right. <laughs> She's casting the spell door, not him.
2: Yeah, she wants it. She is out for it. And he is helpless to the whims of his enchanted mm-hmm. penis. So... There we go.
1: Is there really much enchantment there or
2: is this just, just standard just, issue?
1: Yeah, I think it's a Basic thing, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just asked him, like, Yeah, just be like, dude, over here. She just needed now? to
2: introduce herself, yeah.
0: <laughs> she could get, get it when she wants it to. She
2: <laughs> That's kind of sad that she wouldn't be aware of the fact that all she needed to do was just look at him, the, you know, the, the, the right the right way, and this could have yeah. happened. Yeah. Save, yeah. save yourself the money or at the, the witchcraft.
0: <laughs> well, we don't know how it was in ancient <laughs> Egypt times. Maybe they weren't allowed to, like, fraternize or some shit.
2: I don't oh, know. okay. You th- that could be. Maybe. Because
0: of social constructs of the time.
2: Right. right. And see, this is what we should be prioritizing when we go down on our field trip to... Right to Egypt, we should be looking into that, like, we're, we're really interested in the erotic, binding love spells that enchant uh, genitals, if anybody yeah. can point us yeah. in that, that direction. Would in, that,
1: in those directions, yeah.
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: That'd solve a lot of problems. Just like, yeah, just get on your balcony and, like, howl. in a mating call.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're doing moon. that. We're doing that. <laughs> that is in.
1: Hey,
0: guys, you know what? It wow. was full moon. Well, it was full moon yesterday. It was. Yeah, it was a super moon. Oh.
2: So you're, you are imbued with the power of a ton of moon energies right Hell
0: now? Oh, yeah. It's, I'm full of... It's, I'm full.
2: Did you change locations? Did you... I did change holy locations. Holy smokes. All right. Great.
0: I felt like, you know... I was
2: <laughs> you were going to fall asleep? Possibly? Yeah, no, <laughs> I was
0: like too comfortable. I don't okay. think I was respecting the sanctity of our podcast. Hey,
2: that's... We appreciate... <laughs> your co-hosts appreciate it. Uh, Other so-called erotic binding spells Are known from ancient Egypt Although they were more commonly used By men seeking women Wrote Rittner and Foy Scalf Foy Scalf That's a name F-O-Y-S-C-A-L-F The head of research archives At the University of Chicago's Oriental Institute Rittner and Foy described Their ongoing translation Of the spell in an article That was published recently in the journal, Göttinger, something, oh, the journal, Göttinger, Yeah, oh, Okay. Now, do you uh, do you guys want to, uh, we continue on here with who these people are. Do you want any details? Uh, their, uh, oh,
0: the Egyptian people? <laughs> yeah,
2: their personal ad. Like, we'll, let's get some behind the scenes yeah. here. It's unknown why Taramawe wanted Kephalus so badly or whether she actually got him. Taramuay must have been both motivated and with some disposable means, Rittner told Live Science, Mm -hmm. noting that Taramuay likely paid an expert, such as a priest, to write the spell. See, and again, she could have saved herself some cash. This was not needed. It's possible that Taramuay and Cephalus were from different ethnic groups. While she is certainly Egyptian, she's Egyptian, but... Cephalus and his mother have Greek names," said Ritter.
0: Okay, mm, that lines up. Dickens. It seems like this could be like a, the uh, uh, the plot of a new new movie, guys. What do you say? Oh yeah, definitely. It's guess who's there coming to dinner. Stories. It's a remake. Egyptian, Egyptian, and otherwise. Right. I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> Spencer Tracy is Ptolemy. <laughs> Ancient Egypt was under Roman control at the time the spell was written. During this time, Egyptians did adopt Greek names, but it may be the case that Teramoa's sexual fixation on Cephalus crossed ethnic bounds, Rittner said. Once written, the papyrus was probably placed in a tomb, and the ghost invoked in the spell would have been the spirit of the person buried there, said Rittner. So, okay, that's curious. Do you think... What's the... importance of the, like, how do you choose who you're going to use for the haunting of this spell? Well,
1: this is it. So, basically, are we talking ghost fluffers here?
2: Yeah, Yeah, basically. (laughs) Which you would think icy to the touch, right? Like, just in my view of what I know of ghosts. (laughs) Um, What do you know of ghosts, Justin? Well, I know that their hands are cold. (laughs) Their little ghost hands are chilly. I don't see how this would help. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think you're spot on, Catherine. I think that is what we have here. So if you're a ghost, if you're an Egyptian ghost in this context, is this a great time for you? I have to imagine it kind of is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just like yeah, man. I'm all over this. It was a bit boring. All right,
2: you want me to so, go over there. So, we
1: have <laughs> we
0: have Chinese Chinese ghosts getting married on one side of the world. We do. We yeah. Have, we have Egyptian ghosts um, being fluffers. So, basically the afterlife seems very uh, eventful. Is the
2: western world <laughs> not the, utilizing there's its more, more
1: opportunities than I thought anyway? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> a lot of opportunities there. Uh, to have a great time, it sounds like.
1: Right, clearly. It
2: sounds like the ghost is winning out of yeah, all the of wrong us. Dimension. Whether or not the, 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 the kids fall in love, the ghost is having having themselves a, a handful time. of time. Yeah. Right. It's, okay, before we get to the last story, should we hot snake it?
1: Yeah.
0: Are
2: you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's hit hot your snakes. theme song. Let's do it. Hot snakes. For fun. Hot snakes for the love Shrishma's got herself some real hot snakes. hot snakes Hot snakes! All right, hot snakes You know, we call Some people call them hot takes But here on the Sauropod News We call them Shrishma Nike takes These are the hottest of hot snakes What do you got, Shrish?
0: Oh, my God, guys, I think we've been hyping up the session since the beginning of this show. Um, but my hot takes tonight are all surrounding or to do with Tiger King. Tiger King. Hey, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, dude. All right. I have to say I want to what's going on there <laughs> last, the last time we recorded and Justin you brought up Tiger King, I think I poo pooed it really quickly so I must take my words back there.
2: You were not um, you were not I as was, invested as, as you I seem was to be not, now
0: and uh, and I was like I'm not gonna watch this shit <laughs> uh, I'm
2: better like, than no, Tiger King.
0: <laughs> yeah like who you know clearly I have better things to do with my life. Um, but then, like, three different people said Tiger King to me. I was like, really? Uh, and I watched it. And I was like, holy motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what touched you the most what about the story? The this saga?
0: Um, you know what? Like, it's not even... A, it's just It's just so interesting. Like, I'm just so fascinated by human behavior sometimes. Because yeah. they just got so caught up in this... Um, In this thing and I you know honestly like I actually took notes for this one because there's one thing (laughs) that I swear I think it sums up the whole thing Um, they said he says there's something very addictive about the feeling of power being around these animals and i feel like that like summarized. like i feel like we as humans like we'll do anything for the sense of being in control and power Mm
1: -hmm. and like
0: that's just this is just a manifestation of that in this in this way um and unfortunately these poor tigers um are a victim of that um yeah and not even not just tigers but like these big cats um but but I think like each episode I had a different set of feelings because each I feel like it was telling a different story with each episode as they went into it.
2: Yeah, as the war um, and peace of, of crazy American big cat keepers. It's huge. Right? There's so many layers. <laughs> yeah to this striped onion who would have thought Um, i mean i can see the allure of you know it's like roller coaster people right they love that thrill of the roller coaster i'm not one of those people but there are those people out there and they love that feeling of uh losing control or whatever or the the adrenaline rush that you get um and so i can imagine that being with you know you've got a a tiger that's a you know that weighs whatever 500 pounds or whatever it is and uh could easily tear all of us apart, you know. Right. And and you get to hang out with it and you know, it's it's mellow, so you're fine, but you still get that thrill because this you know, it's huge and it can just it's eat huge. you, right? Yeah. So yeah. I can imagine that being quite a thrill and maybe one that would become addictive, right? Like it like, oh, this yeah. is like you say, like this is a power I thing. Keep doing it. Right it's yeah, it's a, it's a exactly. feeling and I'm just chasing the tiger, baby, chasing the tiger. Right. But, Maybe if you are of a mind to do illegal exotic animal keeping, maybe you get one tiger and just leave it at yeah. that. There was that shot of those tigers like before feeding like a, like a herd of tigers Horde running of in a circle, right? <laughs> there was like 50 of yeah. them. It was crazy. It was like nobody needs that many so tigers. Many. Nature doesn't need that many tigers. Because the thing is that they're, they're solitary animals. I yeah. Mean- they would never be
1: together like that. No. Ever. They, you know the, the the funny thing is there was one
0: there was a statistic in the end that there's mm-mm. more tigers in captivation
2: yeah. in the
1: US than actually in yeah. the wild. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind. I was like, Yeah, oh, I, I mean the I numbers were ridiculous. It was like five to ten thousand in the United States and four thousand in the wild. Yeah. 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 That was really so, shocking.
2: Yeah, it's pretty at the scary. core
0: of it. I think, like, and I and I appreciated the documentary in that it went through all of it. But in the end, it was like, but what everyone's forgetting is no one is thinking about these tigers and these yeah. animals. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's a recurring um, uh, critique I've seen about the series. Aside from the fact that it's filled with all oh, crazy kinds of white trash, but the <laughs> fact that it, it doesn't yeah, really, exist, yeah. it doesn't spend a lot Good of. God. Yeah, if you guys have any questions about America, uh, you know, white America that comes out of watching this, please throw them at oh, me. You know, oh I can I can try to oh tackle my God, them. And
0: the guns, the guns. <laughs> yeah. I was the just, guns. <laughs>
2: what? Yeah. When he's just. And
0: this was- Shooting, How
1: is this normal? Shooting How the dummy in his TV studio?
2: Oh, it's it's not. And
1: the guy who killed himself by accident being like, oh. That
2: was crazy. bang. That might be the craziest part for me anyway, like yes. seeing the guy's expression. Like, What's the
1: guy's f-. reaction? Yeah. He We're, just literally <laughs> sat there open mouth for about five minutes. I thought, is the video paused? And it was like, no. Yeah. He's just sitting there in shock. But I must say, so one of my, my things about this show is... Uh, uh,
0: like, clearly, these, these big tiger people um, have the ability to create and maintain their own harems.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh! It's a powerful...
0: How? How? So, there's two things, right? So, one with the Joe Exotic guy. How did this man convince two straight men to marry him and stay <laughs> married to him?
2: Oh, well, that's the meth, then, right? Because they were meth addicts. The mess, yeah, well, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah second- to be fair, he was, he was feeding them and keeping them yeah uh, strung out and uh and then who were the other guy
0: who had like the five Doc Antle. Rotating? Yeah. yeah oh Dude, my what god these women like what is up with these women
2: they love a, they love a I good male no ponytail idea. and they love oh,
1: My god
2: yeah he they, lo-
1: they love a they love a yeah chunky and he's shitting so- arrogant oh,
2: my god it's got to be the cats, right? Jesus, it's, yeah. it's, it's the same allure of the, the danger chasers. It's the, you know, like this apparently will flood your basement if you are next to a big cat lady. So look out because you don't know who you're going to be marrying, you know? Like. <laughs> you're going to find yourself wearing a, a leopard print Clearly. swimsuit hanging out at well, some compound in say, South Carolina.
1: It's not, yeah, I've been to zoos that's not been my reaction. <laughs> I've not immediately thought where is an overweight megalomaniac when you
2: need one? With a safari hat. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and, and an Instagram and account. Yeah. Yeah. With a gun. He's got a he's got a uh, ear piercing too, I think. Is he probably Yeah. Uh, yeah he something does. dashing like that? Yeah. yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. You, but he got like he uh
0: He's like, he made money, like people from Hollywood and like the movies went Fuck to him.
2: Beyonce was down there. Yeah. Right? Shaq loves it. So it's
0: not like, it's not like, you know, people, you know, this is some, like CD behind, like in the dark operation. Like everyone's fully aware of like, at least the, the other, this Doc Antle's part. Um, And just, you know, it's fascinating how people will turn a blind eye until it becomes a thing.
2: Yeah, uh, Yeah. I, and I, I, I personally think that you know all of these people keeping these animals are like, well, if you give people an experience with the animals, then they will invest in the preservation of the animals. I don't buy that right. for a second. That's not why they're doing it. You know, it's uh, it's uh, power and then no, no, of course no. money. You know, come pet my yeah. cubs yeah. and <laughs> give me your and money. There,
1: there was the guy who was using the the cubs in Vegas.
2: Oh yeah, to basically get. The, Women. Cum- the bus. The cum- what, the, what
1: was his line? A uh, little pussy gets you a lot of pussy. or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. It was like, what the
2: fuck? Wait, that didn't work on you? That's not working on you guys? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Did you try it? Did you try that line? No, I should, though. Oh, that's yeah. good. All right. I'm gonna, I'll try it later. I'll let you guys know next time, right? Uh, <laughs> Because we do have cats that, you know, as was already previously spoken about. We have cats walking around the front yard. So maybe I'll right. grab a cat be like, They're what like, do you think? Okay, yeah. What about this line? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I can't even <laughs> repeat the line. It's hideous. And he's a hideous man.
1: Uh, oh it's just creepy. I mean, just, no. I mean, just watching it, and you know, I needed to just yeah. have a shower afterwards. It was horrible.
2: I'm, and yet, I... Uh, my reading of because every you know, the world is watching it, it's number one on Netflix a, a, around the globe, right? And so, yeah. I, I read a bunch of you, I, think, I read a bunch yeah. of US news, and the big takeaway in the US seems to be that Carol Baskin is the problem, not the rest of these people, which I find disturbing, but and yet not surprising, I guess. Yeah. She is a lady.
0: Oh. no actually i agree with that because yeah. carol baskin i feel so here's my thing about her like i feel like she's doing the same thing that these other these other men are doing mm-hmm. she's just blanketing it in the light of i'm trying to do
1: good or i'm trying to save. Yeah. but she's benefiting the same way of these yeah no uh, doubt animals. I, I don't think she's saying quite the same way because i don't think she's breeding and selling
0: yeah but that's what she claims who knows yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah, but for what we do know, she is not breeding and selling. But
0: I don't trust her. But she definitely killed her husband. And <laughs> Here she we go. should be in jail as much <laughs> as the other guy. So I don't she know. Defi- she definitely killed him, Justin.
2: There's in. not an I I don't I don't Seriously? take enough information away from uh, that documentary to be able to tell one way or another cuz uh,
0: was more than enough in that documentary. Oh,
2: it's circumstantial. <laughs>
0: That bitch killed him.
2: Does she have a meat grinder? <laughs> yes. Did she put her husband in there? No, ca- it's only
0: this it's big. big.
2: I mean, and and half the information you're Did getting you in the documentary, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Half the information you're getting is from Joe Exotic himself. It's like I can't oh, trust no. any of this shit. You know, like you're all fucking nuts. No, but um,
0: she she killed him for sure.
2: What are your thoughts on her new husband, husband number three?
0: He looks like Prince
1: Charles. <laughs> <laughs> what? He looks like he looks like Prince Charles. He does
2: have. Okay,
1: uh, I guess if you take the glasses off,
2: the ears and the mouth, yeah. I think line up with yeah. Yeah. There are tricks that you can manipulate manipulate your audience. So, like, they're gonna paint. Them as the bad guys, because in a way, Joe Exotic carries the show. He's the Tiger King, right? So, you have to, like, generate some kind of sympathy for him, even though he is a very damaged individual, clearly. But they they Mm. still try to make you feel for his plight, and then they give you, like, slow motion shots of uh, Carol and... Uh, Prince Charles eating shrimp in slow motion and drinking champagne in slow motion and laughing like they're bond villains, you know, like, and I don't know if that's an accurate reflection. I can't say. I don't know. I I feel like
0: she's, she's also, I don't know. I don't, I feel like there's some shady stuff going on with her too.
2: Probably. Nope. None of these people should have tigers. I think we can all agree on that. Like you get the tigers out of there. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Catherine Sherlock, what is the last topic of the evening?
1: File under snooze dossier type, thievery, jewels, and otherwise. That's
2: right. There's a ton of thievery happening in the world. I think this is older thievery, if I'm not mistaken. The file I pulled from the snooze desk was a little dusty. Okay, so this is uh-oh. Courtesy of The Guardian, dateline, oh, November 25th, 2019. So, you know, a few months old. Brought to you by Kate Connolly, reporting from Berlin. Jewelry of immeasurable worth stolen in, in dramatic Dresden Museum heist. German police say thieves on the run after cultural treasures stolen from Green Vault. Ooh. <gasps> Thieves in the Thank you. Thieves in the German city of Dresden have broken into one of Europe's largest collections of art treasures, making off with three sets of eighteenth century jewelry of quote unquote immeasurable worth, in what German media has described as the biggest such theft since the Second World War.
0: That they
2: did. Which, yeah, which actually they were the ones who were... Who <laughs> the thieves. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. The dramatic heist took place at dawn on Monday after a fire broke out at an electrical distribution point nearby, deactivating the museum's alarm and plunging the area into darkness. So already, this is a, so elaborate. We've got electrical distribution points being set on fire activating alarms next door and plunging the area into darkness. This, I love it. I love it already. These, this is, this is, thievery this we is could be proud I, of. This,
0: this is like a proper thievery. Yeah.
2: Pre pandemic, obviously creative, well planned out, well coordinated. This is what we like to report. Uh, uh-huh. Despite the power cut, a surveillance camera filmed two men breaking into the Grünes Gewürbe green vault at Dresden's Royal Palace. Volker Lang, the head of Dresden police, said the thieves smashed a window and cut through a fence before approaching and breaking open a display cabinet in the Grunewalds jewel Room in a "quote unquote" targeted manner. So they, uh,
1: did they use a glass cutter?
2: I, that's what I like to think is that they got a little bit of putty yeah. on a on a thing and put it on like a circle with mm. a handle and stuck it on there mm. and then took out their little. Um diamond serrated uh, yep. blade to do the cutting as we've mm. seen. I mean we we could do this gals let's do, why are we not doing this? We have the skills. We have the dossiers that show us how to do this. Now these guys, I'm picturing them with um probably like duffel bags because it sounds like there's a lot of uh putty involved as uh, indicated diamond knives and also they're snipping through fences breaking uh, into displays probably you're gonna need a lock pick right you're gonna need uh, bolt cutters and a lock pick it starts to get heavy after a while
0: so is there like a whole crew or do they know
2: this is a great great question um to be determined. Uh, officers okay. were at the scene within minutes of being alerted to the robbery shortly before 5 a.m. local time. Um, a burning car found in Dresden early on Monday may have been the gate getaway vehicle, police said. Oh, that's a good. Ooh. you got if you got evidence, you got to burn it. Doesn't matter what it is. And in this case, <laughs> uh-huh. it was a fucking car. Uh, they have set up roadblocks on motorway approach roads around the city, which seems a bit superfluous since we already know that the cars are out on fire, so clearly they've moved to bicycles or skateboards <laughs> at this point. Um, German media reported the losses from the burglary could run into the high hundreds of millions of euros. But the director what? of... direct Yeah, this is... It's, it's a huge one. It's the biggest since WW2. Goodness. Um, We cannot give a value because it is impossible to sell, she said. This is uh, Dresden State Art Collections' Marion Ackerman. She said, appealing to the thieves not to break the collections into pieces. The material value doesn't reflect the historic meaning. So, I'll give you the rare follow-up here because I was curious as to what happened since then. And this is coming from... Oh, this is...
0: But again, so they're not going to sell it. So what was the purpose of stealing it?
2: Is it just the
0: accomplishment of saying I stole it? They probably are going to sell it. They'll
1: probably just break it down to its component Uh,
2: parts. Mm -hmm. If you, uh, maybe, if it's diamonds, maybe you reshape them, you know, gems, that kind of thing. You kind of Mm. um, do a resculpt. So the follow-up is from artcritique.com. Four security guards investigated in relation to Dresden green vault heist. So, inside job? It's been over three months since Dresden's Grünesgewölbe, also known as the Green Vault, was broken into and robbed of dozens of pieces of priceless jewelry. The heist is the largest such robbery since World War II, and investigations have been ongoing. Now, though, German prosecutors have launched investigations concerning four security guards from Dresden's royal palace who may have played a role in the heist. So this is key. Inside job. Inside job. So when we do our heist... Which we will not be talking about on the air, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to get us. Like, we're too smart for that. (laughs) Um, But we need to have connections inside the place we're going to. Just, we should write that down. Two security guards. Okay. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Two security guards who were on patrol during the early hours of November 25th. (laughs) When the (laughs) How's that, Malibu? Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> According to investigators, the security guards on duty didn't react adequately during and in the immediate aftermath of the burglary. This allowed the perpetrators to enter through a smashed window, cut through protective metal grating, there's your bolt cutters, right? And bust display case windows, taking an estimated 1 billion euros in jewels. A third guard at the rope- 1 billion? 1 billion euro. Wow.
1: 1 billion.
2: Exactly. (laughs) A third guard for the Royal Palace, who was arrested shortly after the heist on November 29th, is under investigation for having potentially helped thieves. This guard is suspected of having leaked floor plans of the green vault's 10 rooms, as well as information regarding the museum's security to the robbers. Okay, so this is, I mean, he was dishing all the dirt on what's happening in the green vault, this guy. Would you like to see a police sketch of the man thought to have purchased the getaway car?
0: That's all one man or those three different men?
2: Yeah, it's just they give a little variety of like, this is what he looks mm. like with a goatee. And this is what he looks like uh, grinning impishly. Yeah, right. Further to the investigation, police has learned more information regarding the robber's getaway car, a 2006 Audi S6. The car was found burned out in a parking lot nearby the Green Vault. In August 2019, the car was purchased by a man from a Magdeburg private seller. Thought to be about 25 years old, the police have released a sketch of this man in the hopes of finding more information in relation to the heist. 25 years old. This is a big, uh, big scam for that age. Go big if you're going to do it, I guess.
0: Wait, when was this heist again? Sorry, I forgot from when you started. Uh,
2: November last year.
0: Of last year? Yeah. That's when it was stolen or that's when they reported it?
2: Well, I think they reported it shortly after it was stolen probably the same day um, yeah okay Gosh. uh i think it i mean one billion suggests that it's enough to where you would notice it i guess like oh shit where'd the jewels go they've been stolen. but
0: again i don't understand the motive oh, okay you guys explained the motivation fine okay
2: the uh because oh oh how no, how you would do it it's
0: always money it? yeah, it's always yeah. money it's always money and power maybe gotcha. they're
2: maybe they're just jewel whores too maybe they just like like to see themselves dripping in jewels maybe they just like the look yeah. Maybe the heist occurred.
0: Jump in the into
2: a <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Jump into a, a, a hot tub a bag filled of with diamonds. Yeah, right. Swim around. Old timey bathing suit. It's yeah. Exactly. I know. I know. That's what we're gonna do when we achieve our heist. Yeah. Uh huh. The heist occurred in the early morning after a small fire broke out in the museum's electrical distribution center. Yes. We no. Proceeded to smash display cases and take a number of diamond and gem-encrusted items, mostly from the 18th century, including works by court jewelers Jean-Jacques Pallard and Christian August Globig. Um, you see, that, that's it right there. Once you've seen a Globig, like you, nothing else will do, except <laughs> no substitutes. A surveillance camera caught the thieves in action, but to date, none of the items have been recovered. Given the nature of and circumstances around the heist, investigators have considered the possibility of an inside job since the start. There are seven people currently mm. suspected of being involved with the heist. So this is a great point. Do you think with all of these major heists, art, jewels, and otherwise, is that the first thing? If you're a cop you're like, all right, guys, we're going to start the report right now. I'm going to say it. One of us was, was going to say it. I'm, I want to be the one to say it. Inside job. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean it has so. to be. Like there's there, it cannot be like something of so much value has such bad security unless like there's like a whole like ocean screw behind this heist.
2: Yeah. And they said they have seven people earmarked. So like right? Ocean so, Seven taking those those glow Those beautiful glow You
0: know we should check on the dark web, whether they're
2: on sale. Is the dark is shit. the dark web still up and running? Is that still going? Why would it not be? Well, I mean, the Silk Road was shut down at a certain point. The Dread Pirate Roberts was has been brought to justice, and part of the Dark Web is no I don't think anyone's
0: no stopping the Dark Web.
2: Okay, I think you're I right, feel, but I don't
0: know. Clearly, I don't know anything yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that it exists.
1: <laughs>
2: And on that note, I think this brings this episode to a conclusion, right? <laughs> like, how, where, how, where could we go from there? Trishma is reclined uh, again. I believe you've returned to the bed. Yes?
0: <laughs> no, I, I moved to the sofa this time. Oh, okay, great,
2: great. Well, I mean, you yeah. got to move around, everybody. It's important when we're yeah. stuck inside like this. Gotta but, stay active. Um. So yeah, on that note, Trishma, thank you so much for for thank hanging you, out bye. and doing the snooze. I mean, great hot snakes tonight. Man, well I, was, done. I
0: had, I was, I really prepared this time and I'm going to, I it have um, a lot more. I have a lot more now. Oh, good. And it, the list is on my phone. You
2: got, you're so. keeping the list. Okay. okay. Brilliant. Nice. Nice. So
0: the hot stakes are are going to come steady now. Beautiful. I think I've got some good ones.
2: Okay. I, I'm inclined to believe you because you've not let us down so far. <laughs> Catherine Sherlock, thank you so much for visiting us from the 1990s. We appreciate it. And uh oh, thank you, yes. You bring the class to this operation every time.
1: <laughs> you nineties <90s> tart you.
2: <laughs> you Malibu swilling nineties tart. The world loves oh, you. Yeah. And uh on behalf of myself, Justin Zeppa, <laughs> and the rest of the gals and the gang here at the Snooze, this has been the news between news, the news you may have missed the kind of lazy, sluggish news. We call it the Snooze Night.
0: Good night.